Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today. Mike Guido here with you. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network, as always, Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. You have us. Plenty of stuff to cover today. Uh, Thursday Night Football was last night. I found it to be a pretty surprising outcome, but we shouldn't be too surprised. We're going to lead off with that today. Uh, We'll make our picks. Uh, Obviously, we'll get there about a half hour from now. Uh, We'll pick all the games from week 10. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it still blows my mind how far we are into the season. It feels like yesterday that we were just uh, uh, getting the season underway. But uh, plenty of stuff to hit on today. Again, my name is Mike Guido. Uh, this is Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I do want to remind you that uh, our good friends, American betting experts, they've been doing a really great job with us, uh, that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming opportunities, uh, special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page. Uh, very, very simple. Uh, there's an ad on the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Okay, you pick among the sites that are legal in your state, you sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Okay, let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 dollars in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists it's that easy again go to landryfootball.com it's landryfootball.com click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page and then you get in on the action uh, with a special offer from american betting experts that's american betting experts (sighs) okay um plenty of stuff to hit on today so uh, Thursday night football was last night. We're going to lead off with that. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans in their own building. Tennessee, uh, it was in Tennessee, thirty-four to seventeen. They're now they're they're kind of tied up at the top of the division at six and three. The Colts right now, I guess, have the the tiebreaker. They're right now in the uh, in the number one spot in the AFC South, but. 34 to 17 was the final score between the Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Phillip Rivers had one of his best, if not his best performance of the year, uh, 29 of 39, 308. Uh, he had a touchdown, no interceptions. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, I will say, it, he didn't play overwhelmingly poorly, but he did not light up the scoreboard. I'll tell you that right now. 15 for 27 for 147 yards and a touchdown with no picks. Uh, Derrick Henry was awesome as, as you know, we could all probably predict at this point, 19 carries for 103 yards on the ground for him. Not much in the receiving game for Tennessee. Michael Pittman uh, for the Colts had a career day, seven catches, 101 uh, from the rookie at USC. He had a really nice day. Uh, Naheem Hines has really taken over the uh, primary, I guess, ball carrying duties for 
Indianapolis. They listen, if you're a Jonathan Taylor fantasy owner, just like I am, you're kind of pissed because you know, you drafted him thinking that, ah, you know, four weeks in, he's going to get the bulk of the carries. And that's really what was happening. And now all of a sudden they're barely playing a guy, Jonathan Taylor last night, seven carries for 12 yards. Uh, and he had two catches for 25 yards. They're really not using him in, uh, in bulk. They've given most of that, uh, most of those, uh, carries to, and most of those responsibilities to Naheem Hines. So, Unless you have Naheem, uh, Naheem Hines, you're probably kind of pissed. Uh, but here's really where I want to go with this. Uh, I found last night's result to be a little bit of a surprise, but I, I wouldn't say it's an altogether um, ridiculous surprise. Um, let me turn my fan on here. It's getting a little hot in here. Um, but I wouldn't find it to be a, a, a really crazy surprise. I, if you remember, I picked the Colts to win the division. I picked the Colts to win the division. I I, I thought that this was the most well-rounded wa- uh, roster. I thought Philip Rivers was going to have a good year. Him and Frank Reich, I think we're gonna we're 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 gonna mesh and everything was gonna work out. I think we kind of ignore Indianapolis. They're not really all that exciting, you know. They they don't have you know any real explosive talent that you just have to watch, right? Like there's no you know real draw to the Colts. You know, their uniforms are kind of, eh, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, like they're just, they're an all, they're an all, all right brand. You know, they're in the middle of the country somewhere in Indianapolis, you know, it's whatever. The Colts are not an explosive brand. They're not an explosive franchise. They're not, they don't draw a whole ton of interest. Um, and they play in a very altogether, quite frankly, a very boring division. Okay. It's a division filled with a lot of boring teams. Okay. The Jaguars are boring. The Houston Texans have Deshaun Watson, but they're kind of boring. Okay. Tennessee is kind of boring. Like they're, it's, it's, there's no excitement surrounding the Colts. However, I do want to say this. They're six and three. Okay. They're, they're a real football team. And they've been a real football team since the beginning of the year. Okay. Look, am I going to throw it out there and say that they're a Super Bowl contender? No, I don't think that they are. I think they're, you know, a piece away or something like that. But let's be honest about this. Last night is a is is a prime example of why having a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over matters so much. It is so important. So important to not give the ball away, to not make stupid mistakes. And Philip Rivers is one of those quarterbacks at this point in his career, especially at this point in his career. Philip Rivers is a turnover machine, especially the last two seasons. Let me pull up his numbers for you. Okay. Philip Rivers, so far this year, okay, so far this year, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. It's not the greatest touchdown to interception ratio. Okay, he's on pace for about what twenty-two touchdowns and and fourteen picks, another double-digit interception year. Okay, for the overwhelming majority of Philip Rivers' career, he's been in the double-digit interception mark. Last year, he was one of only three quarterbacks in the entire NFL that threw twenty or more interceptions. It was Philip Rivers, Baker Mayfield, and Jameis Winston. That was it. Those were the only quarterbacks in the NFL last year that threw more than 20 interceptions. And Phillip Rivers was one of them. And what happens to teams that have quarterbacks that turn a ball over that much? Uh, They don't really get anywhere. Look at the Patriots. (laughs) Okay, Cam Newton can't keep the ball on his side of the field. He can't. And the Patriots are falling apart. So, yes, last night, I think is proof that you need a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. Again, think about what the Colts are today. The Colts right now, and you've we've looked at their roster. There are a lot of people that picked them to win the division. They still could win the division. They're in first place right now, nine weeks in, or uh, 10 weeks in, excuse me. They're in first place 10 weeks in. Their defense is loaded, right? Trading for DeForest Buckner really helped them get after the quarterback. Their defense is loaded. They get a great middle linebacker. They have a young secondary that's really fast and physical and good. 
They have a great young offensive line. They keep Phillip Rivers up upright. He doesn't get sacked all that much, even though Phillip Rivers is an absolute statue. The guy does not move, but he doesn't get sacked that much because his offensive line's awesome. Wide receiver, they invested some resources in. They invested resources in running back. This is a good. This is a good team. They do, they don't have a lot of holes. But if we it, honestly ask yourself this question, if Philip Rivers was not their quarterback, they had an upgrade at quarterback. Would they not be a Super Bowl contender? Of course they would. Indianapolis is not that far away. I don't know what they have to do to get that next big quarterback. Okay, maybe they pull a Kansas City Chiefs, right? They they have the 27th or maybe not even that, but 24th or 25th pick in the draft, and they give up a crap ton of picks and a crap ton of assets just to get up to number like 8 or 10 or something like that and go and get the quarterback of their dreams. You know, maybe they maybe it's not for enough for for Trevor Lawrence, obviously, and Justin Fields, but maybe they could sneak in Trey Lance or that kid Zach Wilson from BYU that everybody loves. You know, maybe there's an answer there. But do we not think that if Phillip Rivers is not their quarterback, or at least because we under we we all we all know what they are when Phillip Rivers plays well. Right when Philip Rivers plays well, the Colts are really good. It's when he turns the ball over that they lose games. Okay, just to give you an idea, he's thrown two interceptions in two games this year, and they lost both games at Cleveland, at Jacksonville in week one. The only other loss on their schedule is against Baltimore. He had only one interception, but he didn't throw any touchdown passes. That's their losses, their wins. Just to give you an idea. Okay, one touchdown, one interception, one touchdown, zero, one touchdown, zero, three touchdowns, one, three touchdowns, nothing. And then last night, one touchdown, zero. We all see the comparison here. Phillip Rivers and the Colts win football games when he's productive, when he is, when he has a touchdown to interception ratio that is above even. Right, So if he throws two touchdowns and one interception, or three touchdowns and one interception, or one touchdown and no interceptions, or something like that, they win. He gets into the one touchdown, two interceptions, or the two touchdown, two interceptions. That's when they struggle. That's when they struggle. When Phillip Rivers gives the ball away, that's when it's tough for the Colts to recover. Now, again, I, I am I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the Colts are, are a Super Bowl contender. But when Phillip Rivers doesn't throw picks on a consistent basis, they play like a Super Bowl team. The the roster's good enough. The GM's good enough, right? Chris Ballard is a is a really good GM. I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. Like, they have a lot of things right in Indianapolis. They really do. You can make the argument today that they're the most stable organization in their division, right? Jacksonville isn't it. Houston is dysfunctional. Okay, Tennessee's doing things right 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 now. But you can make the argument that Indianapolis is, I mean, Indianapolis and Tennessee are going to be fighting for this division. Houston and Jacksonville are not playoff teams right now. They're just not. But Indianapolis last night showed you, yeah, we're here, man. Like, imagine if if Tennessee wins last night in Tennessee. We're probably all writing off the writing off the Colts right now. We all, we all are. Tennessee would be seven and two. They'd be two games up in the division with like six games to go, and we all, eh, you know, whatever. Seven games to go, whatever it is. I, I look. I don't know what the Colts have to do. I don't know what the Colts have to do, but getting a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over more consistently because Phillip Rivers to me is done. Last night didn't tell me anything about Phillip Rivers and the future of his career. All it showed me is that he's done and they got to upgrade at quarterback because when they 
get a guy that doesn't turn the ball over like that, the Colts are going to be really good. They're going to be really good. And I think they're going to control the division for a while. Because I, I'm not, look, I like Ryan Tannehill, but let's not pretend like he's amazing. And you have to be able, because I don't think the Titans are the teams you have to worry about in the future. It's the Texans. Because they have Deshaun Watson. And I think that matters. That matters more. So I am, look, I'm, I think the Colts right now, you see the roster. <laughs> you, all it takes is a QB that doesn't give the ball away. All right. Um, let's get into this now. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Cowboys. They have a bye this week. But um, I saw an interesting stat that supports my argument for Dallas getting a new quarterback. So here's where I want to I want to draw this. So all I hear now, right, from 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 Cowboy fans, from NFL people that are just like, oh, the Cowboys, I cannot give up Dak Prescott. OK, they 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 have to pay him. He's their guy. OK, I, I've heard it a million times. It's nauseating for me. <laughs> it really is. Um, but those same people, they also say the Cowboys, they would, they get a top five draft pick. They'd be stupid to draft a quarterback. It'd be a waste to go. They already have their guy. They got defense. They got, they got to draft up and get a defense man. Oh man. Okay. Let me just throw this out there for a second. Um, I have a very hard time believing that the Dallas Cowboys can make a huge difference by spending a first-round pick on a defensive player regardless of the spot. If it's Micah Parsons out of Penn State, that linebacker, whether it's Patrick Sertain, the corner, you know, whether it's Gregory Rousseau, the, 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 the defensive end from Miami, like, I, I don't. I don't think there's a defensive player in the draft today that could make an overnight difference in the Cowboy defense. I don't. And I'm not sure if, I mean, it. look, if the future Aaron Donald is in this draft, I don't think that he's making a difference, at least not now. Okay, give him two or three years. Yeah, maybe he, you know, makes a big difference in that defense. But who can wait two or three years? Let's really dive into where I saw this number. Okay. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'm really not trying to become the Seahawks. And people are going to say, Guido, what? Wait, 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 wait. The Seahawks might be the favorite in the NFC. What are you talking about? The, the Seahawks are really good, right? They they have Russell Wilson. They, they're, they're incredible. Okay. Um, the Cowboys are not going to try and become the Seahawks, and they at least they shouldn't be, try to become the Seahawks. And in fact, they'd be worse than the Seahawks. They'd be much worse than the Seahawks because <laughs> got to do. I got news for you: Dak Prescott is not Russell Wilson. Not even close to Russell Wilson. So imagine the scenario of the Cowboys paying Dak, drafting a defensive player, and they go into next year and. Do we really feel more confident? Do we really feel more confident in the Cowboys next year than we do this year? What our expectations are this year for the Cowboys or what they were this year for the Cowboys before the season started? Would they not be at least incredibly similar? Incredibly similar than... Uh, than it would be next year? It would be. Of course it would be. Okay, think about this for a minute. The Seattle Seahawks, I, I want to make sure that, that people understand this. Okay, the Seattle Seahawks, if you remember, made a huge move, huge move on defense this past offseason, right? We do remember that, yes? Uh, yeah, they traded, they traded and got Jamal Adams from the Jets. A lot of people wanted the Cowboys to do that. A lot of people wanted the Cowboys to go get Jamal Adams. A lot of people thought the Cowboys were going to get Jamal Adams. A lot of people thought the Cowboys were going to get Earl Thomas. But point being, the Seahawks got Jamal Adams. And he's a superstar. We understand that. 
Okay, I saw this. So Brett Coleman, I have no idea who it is, but this guy tweeted, this guy named Brett Coleman tweeted, he said, crazy stat of the day. If you took Peyton Manning's historic 2013 season where he passed for 342 yards a game, Peyton Manning in 2013 was historic, 342 yards passing per game which is the all-time single-season record, that would still be way behind the pace of the average quarterback facing the 2020 Seahawks. The Seahawks this year are giving up 362 passing yards a game. The Seahawks are a historically bad defense. Okay, the Legion of Boom was not that long ago. It was not that long ago when the Seattle Seahawks, you were picking the Seahawks defense in your fantasy draft in like the fourth or fifth round because they were so much better than everybody else. You went running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, Seahawks defense. Like, it they were so incredible right, right, with 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 Bobby Wagner and Bruce Irvin and and uh, uh, Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor and like they they had everyone KJ Wright they they had literally everyone it was unbelievable how ridiculously stacked their defense was it was historically good one of the best defenses of all time it was not that long ago now it's outrageously bad why do you think that is right Michael Bennett on that defense why do you think the Seahawks defense is so incredibly bad now well one of the reasons is that they paid Russell Wilson now I I feel like I need to you know (laughs) I need to you know be careful of the way that I phrase that. And I need to, you know, preface that by saying that if I'm the GM of the Seahawks, I am paying Russell Wilson too. I, I'm not saying don't pay Russell Wilson. Cause that's stupid. Russell Wilson is a top two quarterback in the NFL. You have to keep him without a doubt. Cause you're better off with him than you are without him. Period. But I think in the last couple of weeks, they they look, they've lost two out of their last three games. And I know it's not an incredibly big deal. They just they just lost to Buffalo last week, and then they lost to Arizona a couple of weeks ago. I understand that it's not a big deal for Seattle that they've only lost those two games, right? The two out of three games. But what would make you think that the Cowboys would have that same liberty of having, you know, possibly drafting a potential game changer on defense and having it not make a difference at all and have Dak need to carry the Cowboys on his back? I got news for you. It's it's not going to go well. It's not. Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback in the league. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> Russell Wilson has trouble carrying the Seahawks. And they have Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams on defense. At least they have those two guys who are Jamal Adams could probably be the best safety in football, and Bobby Wagner could probably be the le- the best linebacker in football. And that doesn't seem to matter because they are giving up a ton on defense, a ton. So, again, I, I would rethink your position. The main problem with the Cowboys, and that, that's the reason I draw the comparison with the Seahawks, the main problem with the Dallas Cowboys – believe it or not, is not defense. I know it looks like that, but it's not. 
the overall direction of the team is your big problem. And the best way to change that is your quarterback. And the best way to change that is to avoid an incredibly poor, uh, poor decision. That incredibly poor decision would be to pay Dak Prescott 35 plus million dollars a year. So you lose, excuse me, the majority of your roster. And you force him to carry your team on his back at least for the next five years. At least for the next five years. You can't do that. You can't keep filtering talent in, filtering talent out, hoping that you get lucky on draft picks. Look, if your quarterback is not worthy of a huge, huge contract and he's getting it and and he's asking for it, let him be somebody else's problem. Okay, unless he becomes more reasonable. Dak Prescott to me is a $25 million a year quarterback. Okay. He's a between 25 and 30, and I probably wouldn't go to 30. He's Derek Carr. Okay. <laughs> He's Jimmy Garoppolo. That like that, that's Dak Prescott. He I'm sorry. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. It, he's not that. You want to say Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback in the league? Fine. I don't agree with you, but fine. He is not of that ilk. He's just not. I don't think he's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz makes 32. I don't think he's Jared Goff. Jared Goff makes 33 and a half. I don't think he's either one of those guys. I think he's worse. Dak, to me, is a you know, 27 and a half million dollar quarterback. He's Jimmy G. He's Derek Carr. That, that that's it. That that's that that is the that's the average annual salary that I'd be willing to pay Dak. Because look at what happened with Seattle, and we all love Seattle right now, but their defense is historically bad. And yes, they're good as a as a football team, but that's because they have the second best quarterback in the NFL, and Dak Prescott is far from that. So. Just an interesting stat. How seriously, how crazy is that? 362 passing yards a game. The Seahawks are giving up on defense. 362. The record for a quarterback is Peyton Manning in 2013, 342 yards a game. The Seahawks are giving 20 yards more than that on a per game basis. That's outrageous. That is outrageous. So, yes, that's where I stand on that. If you needed any more evidence, there it is. <sighs> okay. Um, you know what? I, I I realized I'm bringing up fantasy a lot this uh, in this show. I don't know why, but I am. Uh, um, but I'm going to tell you why I'm starting Tua in fantasy this week. Okay, because that's what I'm going to do. I, I Look, it, in my in one of my fantasy leagues, I got, you know, this, this is the one I pay, pay I pay attention to the most. I had Dak Prescott in fantasy; he was killing it for me because he was getting all those garbage time stats. I was scoring thirty something points a game. I was just like, hey, man, oh man! I started off six and zero. I've lost my last three games because I haven't had a quarterback. I've been starting Derek Carr at quarterback or something like that, who I like in the NFL, but he's not a great fantasy quarterback. He's not a great fantasy quarterback. Look. I like Derek. I've been starting Derek Carr and Big Ben, and both of them have not been, you know, hugely producing for me. So I decided to gamble a little bit and I picked up Tua. And I'm going to start Tua this week, hoping that it gives me some life. Here's why. Okay. All rookie quarterbacks are are different and they take a different amount of time to kind of figure all of these things out. You know, this year is a little bit different, though. Things that ought to be different ought to be the same this year. It feels that way, right? It, it, it Things that ought to be different ought to be the same. There's something about a quarterback's third game. A third game. I, I don't know what it is. But this year in particular, something about a QB's third game is when they kind of figure it out. Now, again, I like I said, this year in particular, I don't know what it is, but just to give you an idea, 
the two other rookie quarterbacks that we've already seen in action this year so far, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, right? And we all love them. We love Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. We love them both. Justin Herbert this year, okay, just to give you an idea, his highest quarterback rating by far came in his third game gradually. 94 and a half in his first game, right? He impressed people. 88 in his second game. 137.9 in his third game. He lost. It was at Tampa, but he threw three touchdowns, one interception, and he was 20 of 25. 137.9. Okay, Joe Burrow seemed to figure it out the most in his third game as well. That was the tie against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Okay, Joe Burrow in his first game was kind of meh. He was okay against the Chargers. 66.1 quarterback rating. Not good. Second game, 90.6. He got got a little better. That was the road game against Cleveland where he threw 61 passes. Week three, his third game at Philadelphia, the tie, 105.5. 312 yards, 70 and a half completion percentage on 44 attempts, two touchdowns and no interceptions. Look, I know everything is weird this year because of the coronavirus and everything like that. There was not a lot. There wasn't a lot of training camp there. You know, there's there's things going on in practice that are not perfect. Tua is about to start his third game. Lost his first game at home against the Rams, or I'm sorry, he won his first game at home against the Rams. He won last week at the Arizona Cardinals, 80.3 quarterback rating, 122.3 in week two. Uh, In his second start, I shouldn't say week two, his second start. Why should I have any doubts that Tua isn't going to figure it out either? Why would I have any doubt? Think about it, okay? We all understand that Tua has the ability to be great in this league. Okay. And I mean great. Tua has all it takes to be really good in this league. I said it all of this past draft season. Okay. And you can make the argument that Tua is the most well coached out of the three. Because we don't know if Zach Taylor can coach with the Bengals, and we all think that Anthony Lynn is on his way out in Los Angeles. But Brian Flores looks like he's got control, and he's got discipline, and he knows what he's doing over there in Miami. So you can make the argument that Tua is the most well-coached out of the three. But I say this all the time when it comes to quarterbacks. Your skill set in today's NFL, the exact skill set that you have to have, matters really, really bigly, bigly, (laughs) okay? It really does. You have to be accurate, right? Accurate, poised, mature, athletic. Tua has all those things. Accuracy, poised, mature, he's athletic, and he's got a little bit of special got a little bit of special that gives you the great you see unbelievable throws on occasion with two attack of Iloa. you just do oh and there's a little kink to it also he's he's left-handed that matters too okay the chargers i'm sorry the dolphins this week are home against the chargers okay it's Tua versus Justin Herbert. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I don't think I have a doubt that Justin Herbert is going to outplay Tua. I think he is going to outplay Tua. He's got more experience under his belt. I think the Chargers have a better roster. But I also think the Dolphins are a better football team for whatever reason. I think a lot of it is coaching. But don't be surprised if Tua lights it up this week. Don't be surprised. Like I said, this year in particular, it feels like the third game for these quarterbacks is what is what matters. That's when they're kind of, it's clicking. That's when they're figuring it out. 
Justin Herbert was unbelievable in his third game against Tampa. Joe Burrow was unbelievable in his third game against Philadelphia. Tua's got the Chargers this week. In Miami, at home. I think Tua has every opportunity to be able to figure it out this week. I think he can figure it out. Third game, special skill set, good coaching. Listen, there are a lot of people. Look, Tua struggled a little bit in his first week, right? Only threw for 93 yards. He didn't throw pick, but completed 54.5% of his throws through 93 yards. He struggled his first week. Last week, you kind of saw, okay, here he comes, 248 yards, two touchdowns. All right. 71.5% completion percentage. The Chargers, I look, they're not an amazing football team. I think the Tua could try, could probably take advantage of that. We'll see. We'll see. Third game, I'm telling you. That's why I'm starting Tua in fantasy this week. Because I think that that could, you know, I think that, that could work. I do. Uh, okay. Uh, I do want to remind you right now. Uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Okay. That's American betting experts. So you go to LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that is located on the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. Okay. That's a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. So LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. There's going to be an ad in the upper right side of the page. Okay, you click on that. You you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, points, bet all of those things. Okay, you pick among those gaming sites. You sign up, then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. Okay, keep keep that in mind. Hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts. Okay. Uh, All right, here we go. Let's make picks. This will be good. Um, So we already know the Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans on the road this week, 34-17 to on Thursday Night Football. Uh, The Colts now have a first-place position in the AFC South, which... I, I'm telling you, I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that because they weren't really thinking about the Colts to begin with. You know, the AFC South, you you thought Titans, man, all the way. That's what they're doing. Because the Texans stink. The Jaguars stink. You weren't really thinking about the Colts. And then here they come. Whoop, for, you know, first place. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is, I think, maybe the only week that I've ever seen this. But. The one o'clock window of games on Sunday is smaller than the four o'clock window. Uh, th- I think that's the only t- that's the only time I've ever seen this. There's five games in the one o'clock window. There's six games in the four o'clock. That's pretty crazy. I, I, I as as stupid as that sounds, I, I, th- that might be the first time I have ever seen that. I've ever seen it. Um, so. Let's start off with this one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Carolina to play the Panthers. The Bucs right now are six-point favorites on the road. Bucs right now sit at six and three. Uh, Panthers are three and six. The Buccaneers are coming off that gigantic loss on Sunday night football to the Saints in their own building, 38-3. to three. They got blown out last week by the Saints. Um, I, the Buccaneers, to me, they need a win here. Don't be surprised if Carolina pulls it out, but I am going to take Tampa on the road. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what I did just hear recently is that Christian McCaffrey is out again for the Carolina Panthers. So do not be surprised if Mike Davis gets uh, the over the overwhelming majority of the ground duties. He's done a nice job. Um, but look, to- Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, just they're playing better football right now. Uh, they get, look, they got blown out last week. I think that the past couple of weeks, they've looked a little bit shaky. This will be the game where, you know, they kind of light the fire under themselves and try to bounce back, uh, get people comfortable, putting them in the same conversation as some of the top teams in the NFL. Again, um, 
Tom Brady right now, he's having a pretty good year, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 96.2 passer rating, which is not bad by any means necessary. If you look at the numbers right now, Teddy Bridgewater is having a better passer rating year than Tom Brady is, 98.7 for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but I don't really think that that's going to matter. I think the Buccaneer defense is going to play a big role in this one. The Carolina defense is not good, so I think this will be a good opportunity for the Buccaneers to get things rolling again. Uh, give me the Buccaneers. I'll, I think it's going to be a double-digit win for the Buccaneers this week. Uh, give me 33-20. to 20, I'll say 33-20 to 20 Buccaneers over the Panthers. Um, let's go to the Houston Texans. Uh, the Houston Texans are going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Right now, the Browns are three-point favorites at home. Texans sit right now at two and six. The Browns are five and three. Um, listen, as much crap as we give the Browns, they've actually played pretty good football this year. Um, this is one of those games. I Please do not be surprised if the Texans go into Cleveland and win this game. Deshaun Watson is capable of doing things like that. Um, but I look, I I think I have to be safe here. I'm gonna take Baker, I'm gonna take Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. They should be getting Nick Chubb back this week. That's gonna make a huge difference on the ground. Uh, the Texans really have been taking the role away from David Johnson. Uh they're giving more, they're giving Duke Johnson more of the uh more of the primary carries in Houston. So I expect him to have a pretty big week. Um but right now the Browns right look it, they seem to be better without uh, without Odell Beckham. Jarvis Landry has played better football. Uh, they really like that young tight end in Harrison Bryant. I think he's going to have a nice uh, a nice game this game. But they run the ball better than any team in the NFL. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they're, they're going to be really good. I think they're going to control the time of possession in the game in their own building. It's going to be really tough for the Texans to win this one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be overwhelmingly high scoring. Uh, but I will take – I'll say the Browns. Give me the Browns 24 to 20. I'll say 24 to 20 over the Texans. Browns over the Texans. Uh, I don't see a line in this game. I'm imagining the Lions are favored, but the Washington football team are going to Detroit to play the Lions. Um, uh, Washington right now sits at two and six. The Lions are three and five. Uh, give me the Lions at home. Uh, look, I, Washington is so unstable. I don't love what they're doing at quarterback. I think Ron Rivera has done a nice job keeping them competitive in most games, but there's, there's just no talent on that offense, right? You know, I like Terry McLaurin, their that one wide receiver, but outside of that, they really don't have any talent on the offensive side of the football. They don't run the ball. Well, they don't have a lot of, they don't have uh, a great quarterback. Their offensive line is very, meh. you know, like they just, they don't have a lot of talent on that side of the football. Now on defense, I think they can make some noise, but, I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points. I think the Lions have enough offensive uh, firepower to outscore Washington, not really to tear up the Washington defense, but to outscore the Washington offense. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Could be a pretty ugly football game. I'm going to say, I'll say the Lions, I'll give, I'll give the Lions the win here. I'll say 19-13. to I'll say 19-13 Lions at home over Washington. Uh, Okay, this should be an ugly one. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Green Bay to play the Packers. The Packers right now sit as 13-point favorites at home at Lambeau Field. Jaguars right now sit at 1-7, and seven, uh, the second-worst record in the NFL, only, uh, only to the Jets. Jaguars are 1-7. and seven. The Packers right now are 6-2. and two. Uh, Jake Luton looks like he's going to be getting the start again for Jacksonville. They've benched Gardner Minshew. Give me the Packers. <laughs> the Packers are going to win this game by a million. Uh, look, the Jaguars aren't any good. Their roster is terrible. Uh, Green Bay, they're going to run the ball like crazy. I think, look, they're playing really good football right now. I think they've rebounded since they lost uh, pretty badly to the Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago. And um, look, the, the Packers are just better. I don't think I got to explain this one to you. It, the Packers are just going to roll over them. Uh, I, I'll take the Packers in a big, big win. I'll say 31 to 9, 31 to 9 over the Jacksonville Jaguars at Lambeau Field. The last one o'clock game. I'm not used to saying that this early. This is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but it's actually a good one. And I, I would say it's an important one. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to New York to play the Giants right now. The uh, Eagles are three and a half point favorites on the road. 
Uh, Eagles right now sit in first place in the NFC East at three, four, and one. The Giants right now are two and seven. They're in last place. But look, I'll, I'll give you, I'll say this right now the Giants might as well be the second best team in this division because I think they look better than the Cowboys and I think they look better than Washington. So, I think this this matchup looks like it's going to be between the two best teams in the division. Uh, I am going to take the Eagles on the road. It's going to be a razor-thin, close game. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, do not be surprised if the if the if the Giants pull uh, pull a win out here. But right now, the Eagles roster is just better defensively. I think their roster is a little bit better. They're getting after the quarterback more. Uh, that offensive line for the Giants is is struggling. Andrew Thomas has had his struggles. Uh, so I think Daniel Jones could be facing a lot of pressure in this game. Uh, look, uh, the Eagles right now, they're coming off. Um, uh, right now, what are they? Uh, the Eagles, what were the Eagles? Uh, yeah, Eagles are coming off the bye. Uh, they played the Giants just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I think that this uh, that Carson Wentz is going to see this. He's going to make the adjustments. I think that the Eagles are going to pull this one out. Uh, again, the real big thing is here, though, is that I don't think the Giants have enough talent to just mask the trouble of their offensive line, especially without Saquon Barkley. So give me the Eagles. I think it'll be a close game, probably an ugly game. I'll say 23 to 21 Eagles over the Giants uh, in New York. All right, we're on to 4 o'clock. Let's go to the L.A. Chargers going to Miami to play the Dolphins. The Dolphins right now are two-point favorites. This is Justin Herbert versus Tua. It's I think it's going to be an incredible game. Really, really fun to watch. Chargers right now, 2-6. and six. The Dolphins are a surprising 5-3. and three. I have no idea how, but a, a roster with that little talent, it, it, they're an anomaly, man. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and the Chargers, with as much talent as they have, they should not be 2-6. and six. Uh, which is why I think a lot of people are calling for Anthony Lynn's job here. Uh, you know, this is a tough one. I, I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. Uh, this is, uh, look, this is tough. I think Tua's, uh, like I said, Tua's third game. I think he's going to break out this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, not a lot of defense, but Justin Herbert right now just is playing really great football. I think Justin Herbert outplays Tua, uh, Tua on Sunday, given that he's got more experience. I, he's got better weapons on the outside. I think his running game is a little bit better. Yeah, I, I, Look, I think the Charger defense is a little bit better. The Chargers have had a rough go of it so far this year, but they've been competitive in mostly every single football game. They just haven't been able to pull out the wins. This will be a really good football game, high scoring. I'm going to say the Chargers win 38 to 34 over Miami in Miami. I, I think it's going to be an incredible game, though. That might be the most interesting game of the week. I, I, they're not Super Bowl teams. Miami's not a Super Bowl team. Um, no, uh, Miami's not a Super Bowl team. The Chargers certainly are not. But these are two quarterbacks that are going to have long careers, or at least we think that they're going to have long careers. So don't be surprised if. This turns out to be an incredible game, one of the most entertaining games of the week. Uh, the Buffalo Bills go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. The Cardinals right now are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, Bills right now sit at 7-2. and two. Right now, they're the clear favorites in the AFC East. Uh, the Cardinals right now are 5-3. and three. They are staying really competitive in that super tough division in the NFC West. Look, uh, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray are both having really good years. The Bills are playing really great football. They just took a big win out of Seattle in their uh, in Buffalo. God, you know, I, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills on the road. Look, the home field advantage is not as big of a uh, as big of a deal as as it usually is, uh, especially this year. The fact that there's limited fans or no fans in a lot of the, uh, in pretty much all these stadiums. The, uh, look, Buffalo's defense is just so scary good. It's so hard to pick against them. Because Buffalo's defense is just incredible. It just is. It at every level. They get after the quarterback. They got good linebackers. Their secondary is is among the best in the league. And with Josh Allen playing the way that he is, it's really hard to to bet against them right now. Uh Kyler Murray and I think Cliff uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury in that creative offense. I think could give them a little bit of trouble. This will not be a blowout, but I do think the Bills are going to control the uh, 
they're going to control this game from the beginning. I'm going to say, I'll say 29 to 22 Bills over the Cardinals in Arizona. Let's go to the uh, Denver Broncos go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Raiders right now are four-point favorites uh, at home. Uh, Broncos right now sit at th- uh, three and five. Raiders are five and three. This one seems pretty simple to me. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. Um, Derek Carr is having a really good year, 110 uh, passer rating flat, 16 touchdowns, only two interceptions on the year. Listen, that's why the Raiders, I think, are really good is because Derek Carr is not giving the ball away. They're not making that many mistakes. You can say right now that the Raiders are very well coached. John Gruden has things buttoned up there. Uh, and Drew Locke, look, he has he tends to come back in some games. He's got a little bit of dog in him. But other than that, Drew Locke has really not had a great year. Six touchdowns, six interceptions, a 73.6 passer rating. He really hasn't done much. Uh, right now, the Broncos, I, I don't think it's the Chargers. I think the Broncos right now are probably the worst team in their division. Uh, and the Raiders, to me, are a playoff team. I think they're, we're going to be looking at them at 6-3 and three after this week is over, and we're going to be saying, man, like th- they could steal a playoff game. Like I think the Raiders are good. They've got a good young defense, a good offensive line. Adding Henry Ruggs to that offense gave them some much-needed speed. Uh, I think the Raiders are a different team today. They really are. They've got nice players, well-coached. Uh, Give me the Raiders. I'm going to say 27-17 Raiders over the Broncos in Las Vegas. Uh, the We got three, four, 25 games. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Right now, the Steelers are seven and a half point favorites at home. Bengals are two, five, and one. Steelers are the only undefeated team left. They're eight, no. Coming off a very narrow win against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Very surprising. Uh, but give me the Steelers. Uh, it, the Steelers at home against the Bengals. It's the best team in the division at home against the worst team in the division. It's pretty simple. Uh, Joe Burrows played a really nice, uh, uh, a really nice season so far. But I got news for you. <laughs> Look, unless Cincinnati's defense is just going to, you know, rise from, I, I, I don't know. There's no way they're going to uh, consistently stop uh, the Steelers now. Things could get interesting. They're expecting Big Ben to play. The Steelers are expecting Big Ben to play, but if he doesn't play, Mason Rudolph is going to be in there, and that's going to make this game a lot closer. It really, really is. But if Big Ben plays, I expect this to be a pretty big Steeler win, Uh, despite the fact that the Bengals, I've been very impressed with what I've seen from them so far this year, uh, despite their record. I'm going to take the Steelers, let's say, I'll say 31 to, I'll say 31 to 19, Steelers over the Bengals in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks are going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. The Rams right now are two-point favorites at home. Seahawks coming off a uh, a pretty big loss, I'd say, against the Bills last week. Seahawks right now first in their division at 6-2. and two. The Rams sit at 5-3. and three. Russell Wilson, I think, is the clear MVP of the league right now. I'm going to take the Seahawks to bounce back here because I'll be honest with you. I know I bash the Seahawks roster all the time, and I've been doing it on repeat for a while. I'm not in love with the Rams roster either because they've got a lot of guys on a, on, on big contracts, guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, as good as they are. It, it limits them having you know legitimate talent on uh, in other places. Jared Goff making $33.5 million a year. you know. So we don't know if Cooper Cup is going to play. Uh, I think Seattle bounces back. They're going to try and control the time of possession. Uh, I think that the wide receivers for Seattle are going to get really physical. It's going to be a tough football game. I don't think it'll be a blowout because the Rams are just, they're competitive. They're extremely well coached, Sean McVay. But I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Really, really easy uh, for me to pick the Seahawks in this one. Like I said, they need a bounce back win. They need a bounce back win. They can't lose two games in a row. They can't lose three out of their last four. Uh, so I'm going to take Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Uh, not much defense to be played in this one. I'm going to say 37-33. 37-33 Seahawks over the Rams in Los Angeles. Uh, the last 4 o'clock game, the San Francisco 49ers are going to New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints right now are nine-point favorites at home. Uh, 49ers right now, the clear last-place team in their division, at four and five, the Saints right now are six and two. Like I said, coming off that big win against the Buccaneers uh, in Tampa last week, the Saints right now are riding a high. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Saints at home. Uh, I, look, I, my guess is that Nick Mullins is going to be starting at quarterback for the 49ers. Uh, Drew Brees has really had a resurgence. Him getting Michael Thomas back, I think, is a huge, huge deal for them. Their defense is playing better than they ever have so far this season. Uh, I think they're going to outrun the 49ers. The 49ers, I think, are going to try and take the ball out of Nick Mullins' hands. You're going to see a lot of Tevin Coleman. You're going to see a lot of Jerick McKinnon. You're going to see a lot of that uh, in this game. Uh, the 49ers are just too banged up. They really are. They're not a playoff team this year. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Saints uh, pretty easy. I'm going I'm to say 30-17 to 17, uh, Saints over the 49ers at home. Uh, okay. Sunday night football, the Baltimore Ravens are going to new England to play the Patriots. The Ravens right now are seven point favorites on the road. Ravens sit at six and two. The Patriots are three and five. The Patriots desperately need a win, but they're not going to get it. The Ravens are just too good. I'm going to take the Ravens on Sunday night football. Lamar Jackson is having a, despite the fact that he's not having as nearly as good a year as he was last year, he's having a much better year than Cam Newton is. Cam Newton just can't keep the ball on his side of the field. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions for Cam. Lamar Jackson right now, 12 touchdowns, four picks, 95.1 passer rating. I think he's having a much better year, um, obviously, than the opposition. I think Baltimore is going to control the time of possession. They run the ball really well with Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. That offensive line is still really good. That defense is going to get after Cam Newton. The secondary is not going to give up any space to those Patriot receivers, especially with Julian Edelman on IR. I, I think this is this is a mismatch here. I, I really do. I think the Ravens go into New England. I think they they kind of stomp on him a little bit. I'm going to say 33. I'll say 33 to. 18 33 18 Ravens over the Patriots I'm not even sure the Patriots find the end zone uh I think this could be pretty ugly I'm going to take the Ravens on the road here against New England uh to clean them up and the Ravens look it we kind of give the Ravens a little bit of flack we give Lamar Jackson a little bit of flack but the Baltimore Ravens are still a really good football team they're still really good I still think they're a Super Bowl contender uh and I think they're going to stomp on the Patriots uh Monday night football. We're not going to do that today. We usually do it on Monday, um, you know, because we're going to have another show between now and Monday night football. So uh, the Monday night football game, just to let you know, is the Minnesota Vikings going to Chicago to play the Bears. The Vikings sit right now as three point favorites on the road. So we'll discuss that further on Monday. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New York Jets right now are on buys this week. So. <laughs> take, you know, take a load off. Like I always say, take a load off and, you know, enjoy the vacation, the one week vacation I'm going to as well. The Cowboys are on a bye this week. Uh, but again, the Falcons, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Jets are on buys this week. Take a break from that. Um, and like I said, Vikings, Bears is Monday Night Football. We'll discuss that on Monday. Uh, but uh, plenty of stuff to hit on. Uh, we did hit a lot of stuff today. Uh, so, Again, watch out for what are what are the games to look out for this week? What are the big ones? Uh, Chargers Dolphins is is a big one. That's Herbert and Tua. So, you know, keep your eye out on that. That's going to be a good game. Chargers Dolphins is going to be a good football game. Uh, it's going to tell you a lot about those two young rookie quarterbacks. Look, I I love young guys. I love young quarterbacks. I think <laughs> I think they're fun to watch. They are. Uh, they tell us a lot about the future of the league. They're fun to evaluate and 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 watch and see how they develop and and all of that stuff. I, I think it's going to be fun watching those two guys. Um, Bills Cardinals should be good. Uh, I think you're going to see a good one with the Seahawks and the Rams. That's going to be a good one. So uh, Eagles Giants. Look, I know we all bash on the NFC East and how they shouldn't be given a playoff this year, <laughs> a playoff spot this year. And I don't think that I disagree with you, but. Uh, let me tell you something. The, it, if the Eagles win that game, that is huge for them to uh, on their path to winning the division. It's huge because they're 500. Like, if the Eagles win that game against the Giants, they're 500. So that would be big for them. Uh, and it would be big for the Giants, too, because it gets them in the hunt also, despite being 2-7. and seven. Uh, So that'll do it for us. 
I'm Mike Guido. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. You have us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. Make sure you don't miss us. Again, Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Excuse me. (laughs) This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Enjoy the games on Sunday. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.